TB, as I said earlier on, is said to be the number one leading cause of deaths in South Africa. And as a result, the Department of Health is embarking on a massive TB campaign, which aims to raise awareness as well as educate South Africans about the disease. And this will be a nationwide campaign that will be spearheaded by the Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedi. He joins us now on the line to outline the objectives of the campaign and the significance of rolling it out nationally. A very good evening to you. Minister. Good evening, Tamil. Good evening to the listeners. Now, now, first of all, before we, we get into the details of what the campaign is all about, let's start with the basics. I mean, you are a doctor by profession. What exactly is TB? Well, TB is a disease that is caused by a, a, a bacteria. You know, we usually call these things germs in, in ordinary language. So I could say the germ that causes TB is called uh, mycobacterium tuberculosis. That's why we, we, we abbreviate it by the word TB. But actually the full name is mycobacterium tuberculosis because it forms tubercles on, on, on the part of the body that it affects. TB can affect any part of the body, any, but it usually affects the lungs. That's why it's generally regarded as a, as, as a chest disease but it can go to any part of the body. You can get TB meningitis in the brain. You can get TB of the kidneys. You can get TB of the liver. You can, you know, you can, or you can get TB spine or in your bones. But the commonest area is the chest area, and that's why that's the area where we are concentrating. And, and where do these, um, you know, bacteria come from? Unfortunately, the bacteria are found in the air. They fly all over, especially in areas where there's poor ventilation or a lot of dust. You'll find a lot of TB bacteria. Now, you, you mentioned earlier on, as far as the research is concerned, that TB is now the number one leading cause of death. How, how was that measured? How did, how, how did we reach that conclusion? Or how did the research reach that conclusion? Well, uh, we are aware that the biggest killer in the country for now is HIV and AIDS. But you are aware that HIV and AIDS itself doesn't kill on its own. It just exposes you to be killed by lots of organisms which under normal conditions you would have been able to resist. So it was found that the biggest killer for HIV-positive people is TB. Actually, 80% of, of the, all the people who die because of HIV and AIDS are actually by TB, but there are still others who, who just get TB on their own without HIV and AIDS. And, and so we know the figures, about 40,500 people by 2018 uh, in South Africa were killed by, by TB. But finally, this is the official statistics from uh, South Africa, that TB is number one killer in the country. So because you are aware that South Africa do all these studies, they look at the Now, the bacteria is airborne, so is the only way of contracting it um, by breathing it in or are there other ways that it can get into your system? Yes, that's the only way of getting it is because it's airborne. It's the only way of, you know, a droplet infection through the air. That's the only way to get TB. Now, let's get into the, the campaign, what it is that led you to, to put this together and, and what you hope to achieve by it. Well, look, 
time, it, while TB is number one TB in South Africa, it is a problem worldwide, to tell you the truth. Uh, we, we have made a mistake uh, within the medical system we, or healthcare systems around the globe. We have actually assumed that we have defeated TB because it has been there for more than a century. And we've assumed that we know everything about TB. And also, unlike HIV, it is curable. You can treat a person and declare them free of TB. So we undermine it. But with the advent of HIV AIDS uh, 30 years ago, TB came back uh, to haunt the world with a vengeance. And uh, because we neglected it around the whole world, for the past 50 years, nobody invented any new diagnostic tool for TB. For 50 years, nobody invented any new medicine or treatment for TB. We are just waking up now that there is this crisis around the world to realize that something uh, uh, very drastic has to be done. That's why you see us uh, 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 now waking up. And coincidentally, I'm, I'm, I'm really fighting this battle because uh, I was elected in 2018 as the chairperson of the International Board of Stop Keep Partnership. It was an organization established by the World Health Organization to implement a TB programs around the world. The World Organization will come with policies and the Stop TB Partnership will implement them. So I am changing that board so I happen to know what's happening in most parts of the world. I know by now, for instance, that there are 22 countries in the whole world that are carrying 80% of the TB of the world. I know by now that 57% of the TB of the world is found in the five big countries, I know by now that 60% of multi-drug-resistant TB is found in the five big countries. I know by now that of the 22 countries that have got 80% of the TB of the world, 6% are within SADC. So all these figures were able to collect them there and see exactly what TB is doing, and uh, that's why we need to, 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 to put our programs to, to reverse that. And according to these statistics and, and with the studies that you do, clearly you, you tend to find the trends and, and, and you see, you know, what, what the patterns are. Which communities are, are mostly affected? Well, let, let me start here, Tan. If, if you have got, if you are HIV positive, your chance of contracting TB grow three times. That means they grow by 300%. You, you are three times more likely to get TB than somebody who's not HIV positive. If you have got silicosis, which people usually get in the mind, especially uh, 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 gold mines, if you have got silicosis from a gold mine, your chance of getting TB increases six times. It means six by 600%. If you have got both TB and HIV and AIDS, your chance of getting TB increased 18 times, meaning by 1,800%. If you are diabetic, your chance of getting TB increases five times. So, so those are some of the studies that we are looking at. But now, which are the people who are more vulnerable? Where do we find them in other ways? In which areas do we say we know in that area there's a lot of TB? It is in correctional service facilities. Those in my inmates who are in incarceration, they've got a very high incidence of TB than in the normal population. It is people in the mines, especially, as I said, in the gold mines. They, they are seven times more, like, uh, having their incidence of TB seven times more than in the normal population. Then, in the peri-mining communities, that means the communities 
or the district where there is intense mining activity, those people are very vulnerable to, to TB. So we know that those are the groups of people where you'll find a lot of TB. And, and is this largely because there is a large number of individuals in, in a relatively small area, so they're all concentrated, and the bacteria can then easily be, be transmitted from one to, to the next? Of course, of course. TB gets very, very fast. It gets transmitted very fast. If there's no ventilation, there's overcrowding. That's what you find in correctional service facilities. But in the mines, it's because of the silica dust, because there's a lot of silica dust, especially in the gold mines. In the peri mining communities, it's a combination of the silica dust that most, most peri mining communities are in formal settlements. And of course, in the informal settlements, it's because of lack of housing, lack of uh, sanitation, lack of good nutrition, etc., etc. Now, according to the Massive TB screening campaign, obviously your, your main objective here or, or your main tool is, is, to, is to screen as many South Africans as, as you can uh, by, by, 20, by, by, 20, uh, by, uh, by 2020. Uh, won't you break that down for us? Yeah, let, let me start here. You are aware that uh, last year in July, there was an international conference on HIV and AIDS which was held in, held in Melbourne, in Australia. A decision was taken in that conference that we need to bring HIV AIDS to an end. And they defined what we mean by that. They said, if we, we, we utilize what you call 1990, the three 90s, meaning 90% of the people must know their status, 90% of those who have tested positive must be on treatment. And 90% of all those who are on treatment must be virally suppressed. Once we reach that stage, we can declare that we have done away with HIV and AIDS. And that was accepted. Now, as the chairperson of Stop TB Partnership, I was addressing an international union of lung conference in Barcelona in October last year. And I asked a question in the conference. How can HIV AIDS uh, uh, conference declare 1990 for HIV AIDS and only and in TB, we just keep quiet. What's wrong in declaring 1990-90 for TB? And, and since that conference, uh, uh, I've been uh, I've been selling the idea all over. I went to the British countries; they've accepted it, and quite a number of countries are now accepting the concept of 1990-90. Meaning, we go to these vulnerable groups and say 90% of the people be staying there must be tested. 90% of those who are positive are put on treatment. And 90% of those who are on treatment get cured because TB is actually curable, unlike HIV and AIDS. So where do people go for the screening? Hello? Hello, doctor. Uh, Where do people go for the screening? Oh, the screening was actually launched officially by Deputy President Cyril Ramaphosa on on World TB Day on the 24th of of March uh, this year. It was launched in Oakley because it's one of the districts that are very badly affected. So we have got vehicles. So what we have done is this. In correctional service facilities, we are going in there to, to screen the inmates. Uh, we have already screened 66,000 of, of the 150,000 correctional service uh, uh, inmates. In the mines, uh, uh, we know that there are 500,000 miners in the, in the formal mines. We, uh, uh, we, we have appointed nine inspectors whose job is to inspect the mines and make sure that the mining bosses are clean.
and we are sure that more than 90% of the mines are actually doing the screening themselves. In the Perry mining communities, we are there on our own. We try to screen people when they go to, to the clinics. We have got vans moving around in the area where there are events where people need to be screened. And uh, we've already screened 600,000 people in the six districts that we, 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 we have selected. The six districts in, in South Africa which we have selected are those which have got the highest uh, uh, prevalence of TB out of the 52 districts. It is in the Lujeli Buja, in the Free State, around Velcom and Virginia. You know, that's an area of which had intense uh, gold mining activity. Now, unfortunately, the consequences are being finished. Number one district in the country. Number two is Kenneth Kaunda district in Northwest, around a Pochistrum, Blackstop, Orkney. That's number two. Number three is Waterbeck in, in, in Limpopo, around the area where there is intense activity, like maybe power station, the coal mines there, etc. So it's number three. Number four. East Western in Gauteng, uh, 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 around Kelt Caltonville. You know, it's an area yes. of intense uh, uh, gold mining activity. And then number five is, is, is in, 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 in uh, uh, what you call Bujanala in around Rustenburg in northwest, uh, the Marigana area. And number six is, is in Skukune, back in Limpopo, around the Beckersford area, where there's also intense mining activity. These are the six districts where we are doing intense screening. Because the the people there are very vulnerable. So, uh, what if one wants to go for their own screening? Um, as in, I want to ensure that I'm I'm okay and, and my family is okay. Can I just go into any you know public health facility and request a, a TB screening? Yes, 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 yes. Definitely. Just like you you get screened. If you remember, can uh, 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 when we launched the massive HIV counseling and testing campaign in 2010? Uh, when we said we wanted to test 15 million South Africans uh, in 12 months, and we end up testing 18 million in 18 months, if you remember. We're not just doing HIV screening. We actually said people must also screen for TB. But for some reason, the screening for TB was not taken seriously. People were wanted to know more about HIV and TB. They were taking it for granted. So after, after testing 18 million people, we found that only 8 million tested for TB. But we are encouraging them that when you go to look for a test, please ask for screening for TB. Because the screening for TB does not have to be an invasive technique. It can also be oral screening. You are asked five questions to which you have to reply. And, and depending on your answer to those five questions, is then that they can decide whether they take your speaker, if there or an X-ray, etc. So it's not everybody who... Who must just go to be screen like you do HIV counseling testing? It's your answer to those five specific questions that will tell us that no, this one uh, needs to move further in in the screening process. So, so what are the symptoms that one should look out for? Well, well, if you you are coughing for more than two weeks, or for any other duration, if you are HIV positive, and and you are having fever for more than two weeks, please make sure that you go for screening. If you have got unexplained loss of weight, that means you are losing loss of weight and we cannot ex- easily explain exactly why you are losing weight. You must also think of TB. If you have got night sweats, you must also think of TB. If you have got constant chest pain, also think of it. And also fatigue among uh, among young children. Also uh, loss of appetite, which you cannot easily explain away.
Now, uh, finally, how does one prevent TB? Is it preventable? Sure. That's a difficult one. <laughs> Don't That's breathe. a difficult one. <laughs> First of all, uh, for people to make to make sure that they are free from TB, if, if they are working in the mines, there must be protective clothing and masks. And that's one of the issues we are discussing with mining bosses. How do we reduce the level of silica dust? We told you that if you are working in a gold mine, for instance, and you are exposed to silica dust, once you get silicosis, you have a chance of getting TB this time. So to protect yourself from getting it, you have got to protect yourself from silica dust. And so we are going to, to tighten the laws. Ourselves as health, together with my Department of, of, of Mineral and Resources, the Department of Labor, and Department of Environment, we are going to make sure that we tighten the laws uh, uh, for, for workers to be protected from silica dust. But you also have to have good ventilation. If you are staying in an area that is overcrowded, there must also be good ventilation. But when people are overcrowded in cases, etc., it's very difficult for us to know exactly how we're going to help them. So, unlike HIV and AIDS, where as an individual you can say, I'm taking a decision today that I'll never get HIV positive. It's very difficult with TB to say so. That's why we are resorting to screening campaigns. Uh, Minister, let me give um, our, our listeners an opportunity to to ask any any questions should they wish uh, to to do so. Oh eight nine double one zero two thousand is the number to dial. Oh eight nine one one zero two thousand. Joining us on the line is our Minister of Health, uh, Dr. Aaron Mutswaledi. They've just launched the massive TB screening campaign. It's a three year campaign that's being undertaken by the government to promote the the prevention, the screening, as well as the treatment for TB. And did you know that one person with untreated TB can infect 15 to 20 people annually? It's an airborne bacteria. So literally, you, you know, if you breathe, you can get it. But it's also important as to where you live and the, and the type of environment uh, that you find yourself in. He did mention that those who are incarcerated in, you know, in very small closed areas where you are, you know, exchanging, um, you know, pretty much the same type of air most of the time, that aids in the spread of the bacteria. Those who are working in mines and in peri-mining communities. 89 we know in the build-up to this Rugby World Cup, there are lots of injuries on our side. Well, Myop injured his wrist, hitting the TV just to get it going. Mandua twisted her ankle, dancing when we scored the try against New Zealand. Manoj hit his head in the doorway, jumping for joy. And Lisa, well, she lost a voice, screaming for our team. We would like you to know that your sacrifices were not in vain. And the SABC will bring you the 2015 IRB Rugby World Cup on SABC radio stations and on SABC TV. So you can truly be a part of it all. The 2015 IRB Rugby World Cup is here. Hava Let's do this. I'm a boobuzella blowing, brew of horse eating, table mountain climbing, the baller paying, briyani making, cricket playing, drum hitting, pantanga singing, beatboxing, street hopping, skateboarding, slap chip eating, koi sand speaking, data look feeling, Kosa speaking South African. Our heritage is not just our culture, it's also our journey. Live your heritage and learn about another culture. SABC, celebrating Heritage Month. Hashtag live your heritage.
It's 28 minutes after 7 o'clock on Radio 2000 Talk, our guest this evening, uh, Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Motswaledi. Uh, doctor, here's a question uh, for you. Are there different strands of the TB bacteria that, that are around? Yes, of course, there, there are different strands, uh, uh, but, you know, that's a very deep question that we need microbiologists. Uh, for now, uh, S5TB is concerned, uh, unlike flu, we just looking at one strand of mycobacterium tuberculosis. And also, all strands are curable? Yes, absolutely. It's, but we do have, oh, we do have MDRTB. It's not that it's a different strand of TB altogether. It's, it's only that, as you know, all organisms uh, 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 do mutate. But if you also, if you, 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 you renege on the treatment, in other words, if you default on the treatment, you are likely to develop multi-drug resistant TB. So we do have the same strain of TB, but we do have TB that is multi-drug resistant. And we also have TB that is, uh, 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 I mean, which you call XDR, which is extreme drug resistant TB. So we do have those, uh, 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 what you call problematic areas, but it depends on the manner in which. In other words, if, if ordinarily you get TB, you don't default, you follow the treatment very well, there's no need to get uh, this XDRTB and MDRTB. But unfortunately, it can be because uh, uh, there's a lot of XDRTB and MDRTB. There are people who get it primarily from others. In other words, instead of uh, uh, defaulting treatment first and, and treatment going wrong, there are people who primarily get XDRTB straight from others, and most of those are health workers, unfortunately, nurses and doctors, mm, who, who get those strains of MDR and XDR directly from treatment. Sure. Let's take a call from Opa, who's calling us from Rustenburg. Opa, good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm very well, sir. How are you tonight? Fine. Now I have to make it short uh, uh, to Dr. Mutsaledi. I heard you saying that the people who are more likely to, to be infected by TB are those working at the gold mines. Then, uh, I mean, we're working at the platinum mines. Then, uh, I want you to, to explain the details, uh, the chances, the difference, why, why more those uh, on gold mines. What's the difference? Okay, but, so yeah, you, yeah. you want to you know why gold and not platinum? Yeah, because we're working in the platinum mines, yeah. All right, Minister. Yes. People working in the mines are all vulnerable to TB, but in the gold mines, it's worse. And the difference is the silica dust. There's more silica from gold than from platinum. As I've already said, Tandy, when you get, when you get silicosis from silica dust, your chances of getting TB increases by 600%. It increases sixfold, you know. So because there is more silica dust, in the gold mines than in the platinum mines. Oh, I think you've answered that uh, for us this evening. Minister, I, I thank you very much for, for your time tonight. Is there any last word that you would like to leave to the nation regarding this? Yes, I, I would like to say every human being must present themselves for screening. Actually, we are going to, to launch a screening process a program in Parliament to let members of Parliament themselves get screened for TB so that they can lead screening campaigns in their constituencies and in the villages in and where they come from. So it's very important that as South Africans must know their HIV status 
they must also know their TB status. Thank you very when, much. When we started the launching, uh, during the launching on the 24th of March, the first person who screened is Deputy President uh, Russell Ramaphosa himself. Uh, and, and I also screened public leaders, so we want all the leaders to start screening. And, and the thing about, you know, TB as well is that there's there's no shame to it. You know, you, you get uh, diagnosed with, with TB, it's, it's treatable. And as you said, doctor, that 90% of those people who do get treatment actually do get cured. So you can continue having a pretty normal life after that. Absolutely. Remember, there are many icons who have had TB before. You are aware that Dr. Nelson Mandela was treated for TB because he got it in, 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 in a correctional service facility. I told you it's very prevalent there. You know, that data, Archbishop Desmond Tutu also had TB, and he was he was treated. One of our ambassadors of TB was a, a beauty queen, Jerry Elston. As you know, she was also treated for TB, and she's quite normal. She has gone through it. Another person who people might know who has had TB is uh, is Dr. Ramatisela, who is presenting body uh, 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 What do you call? Uh, 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 house, call, house call, yes. House call, yes. yes. He was also treated for TB very successfully. So there are many people who are prominent South Africans who have been treated for TB. And, uh, and, and we want to encourage people that once you get TB, please know that people present yourself. We definitely treat you. You can be cured. Thank you very much for your time this evening, Doctor. Thanks a lot. Thanks the Minister of Health, Dr. Aaron Mutsualedis.